Hello everybody, it is the time of year to begin registering for one or two of my slow groups that begin in July. My slow groups are these special groups where I focus on one topic and we deeply unpack it over the course of six months. So these are highly nuanced, deep dive, advanced groups. These are excellent for those of you who have taken my six week course or who just want to focus on one particular topic through a somatic and trauma-informed lens. The two that are opening up in July, or will begin in July, are my embodied parenting group and my embodied nutrition group. The embodied parenting group is just like it sounds, learning how to parent from your body, learning how to ground yourself in your parenting so you're not parenting from a reactive triggered place, but from a much more conscious place so you can actually find joy in your parenting instead of it being a total hellscape, like some of you have told me it is, and I've experienced it myself. The other group is an embodied nutrition group. This has been requested for years. For the past four years after students complete my course, they say, can you please do a course on nutrition and make it longer than six weeks? So finally, I can say, yes, you can, and I can, and I did. It is a six-month unpacking of the intersection between trauma nutrition, and somatics. How do we recover from stress and trauma via food? How do we relate to food as a being and not just some object on the plate? What's the biochemistry of food? Why is it not the best for my blood sugar to have toast, but lentils are just fine if they're both carbohydrates? All of this and more will be unpacked in this six-month group. To register for these groups, please go to my website, holisticlifenavigation.com, and click Groups or you can click the link in the episode details below. Registration closes on June 1st. It is only open through May because we need the month of June to prepare everybody for July. I'm looking forward to this deep dive with you all. I'll see you there. When you're calling this earth energy up too, it's it's not that you're separate from the earth, but this earth energy is coming in and helping your conscious awareness shift like a like a radio dial like shift that attunement to your body's awareness of itself as earth it's like this is an energetic pattern and your cells respond to it and mirror it and start to like oh bring that to the forefront of your experience instead of whatever your mind and your trauma and conditioning were um reflecting in your experience You are listening to the Holistic Life Navigation Podcast. I am your host, Luis Mojica. I'm a holistic therapist, and my goal is to teach people how to find safety in themselves. I use nutrition, herbalism, self-inquiry, and somatic therapy to heal the body and mind of trauma. I have learned that each and every one of us has the ability to heal, to love, and to access all of the answers we're looking for. To do this, we first need to learn how to listen to our bodies and understand our minds. Let us begin. Today's episode is about intuition. My guest today is Natalie Ross. Natalie Ross is the co-founder of the Collective Earthspeak and the host of the Earthspeak podcast. Both the collective and the podcast serve to help individuals access clarity within themselves through many different holistic and alternative modalities such as tarot, 
astrology, herbalism, spirituality, and any earth-based pagan lifestyles or practices. Natalie works a lot with the cultivation and understanding of intuition, how to listen to yourself, how to trust yourself, and how to gain access to your own knowledge and wisdom without judgment and triggers getting in the way. Natalie says judgment is the death of intuition. I couldn't agree more. So I thought I would have her on to have a conversation, sort of a meeting of the minds so we could inform one another. How do we experience intuition and how do we access it? Thank you for joining me, Natalie. Oh my gosh, I'm so, so, so stoked to be here. Thank you for having me. I have to preface before we talk um, how full circle this moment is for me. So let me think. I think it was January. I got a gym membership. I've never had a gym membership in my life. So I'm at the gym and I'm like working out on these machines, like 6 a.m. And I'm scrolling through podcasts and I type in Carolyn Elliott because uh, my wife was doing Thrill, one of the cool. courses. I love Thrill. I've done it. Is it Thrill? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was so inspired by it. So I thought, okay, I'm going to look up Carolyn Elliott. And so, oh, Earth Speak, that sounds great. And so I, I listened to the, the, the interview you had with her. You had a couple, but I listened to one. And it was so, it's so, you're going to love this. I was, I remember having a thought, oh my God, two women who are in their power. They're talking about sex. They're talking about money. They're talking about the earth. They're talking about spirit and they're not fawning. (laughs) This is is incredible. They're like owning it. I thought, I want to be friends with these women. Like I want to like know them or talk to them or somehow collaborate. And so I remember thinking, um, maybe I'll ask Natalie if I can be on her on her show. And so I, I wrote to you, and then you were so kind to have me on. And that was the moment through osmosis that I kind of learned how to do a podcast. You know, you were, cool. you, were so, you were so helpful. And so I launched my podcast. And then I don't know how it happened, but now I'm interviewing tomorrow morning Carolyn Elliott on my podcast. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And I'm interviewing you today. So this is like, um, I get to interview two people who inspired me. That is so back. awesome. That's Carolyn so cool. is so rad. I'm just, that's so, I love this, how all the connections happened. It makes me so happy. So I feel so grateful to you. I wouldn't be doing this right now if it weren't for you, the podcast. Like I didn't, I wanted to do it for so long. And something about yours just kind of like, I felt the way. Wow. Uh, and this is where intuition comes in. Because I, I feel like for me, intuition is all about feelings more than thinkings. And I just want to, I want to know from you, like I'm looking to you for some, some advice and some expert input and mastery or, you know, whatever you want to give. But I want to know about, <laughs> I want to know, <laughs> I want to know what your thoughts are, how you found it, you know, where, where do we begin? Well, let's start with where we begin. Where, how did your yeah. journey take you to work with intuition? Gosh. Okay. Well, I'm just super honored that I had anything to do with you and making your podcast. And also want to say you've been a huge influence on EarthSpeak and by coming in and doing your BodySpeak workshop, that was our first workshop ever. And so that was monumental for us to be like, wow, we can do this and it works. So I think, you know, you've fed us, I guess, as much as I've, we fed you. It's, I, I love this like ecosystem that we're, you know, thriving in as just these earth beings, you know? It makes me really happy. Cool. So intuition. Uh, I'm like, I don't know if it, I don't know if the starting point right now is really my personal story, but more about like um, society, I think. And 
right now, you know, I'm really feeling that so, you know, we've been in this pandemic for months and there's no, you know, maybe another year, maybe more, who knows? Um, no one really knows. And right now I live in Northern California in um, beautiful Ohlone territory. And oh my gosh, we're just having forest fires and, you know, we're not going to have rain for months. And my friends in Colorado are having uh, 90 degree days and then snow and also wow. forest fires. And just like, I'm just like this thing upon, like I could keep going. There's just thing upon thing upon thing that it's just these reflections happening in our society of these unprecedented times and of how we as humans have really created, literally created this environment that we're living in. <laughs> like We've literally created these effects, you know, and we didn't create wildfire, but we created the amplification of the wildfire and we've created the transformation of these ancient, um, you know, weather patterns that are now changing, you know, and climate change. And I guess what I'm getting at here, because I could ramble on about that for a long time. <laughs> I guess what I'm getting at is, is um, a lot of the people that I have in my life tend to agree that like this society as it is, isn't taking us in the direction we want to go. You know, this is not living and honoring with the earth, with ourselves, with each other with spirit. This is living in extraction and domination and consumerism over consumption because consuming isn't bad. I mean, you know, the hawk eats the mouse, like this is life, but yeah. you know, so it's like over consumption and it's devastating. I mean, I know I'm heartbroken, like this pandemic with the wildfires on top of that and just the, the election, you know, and just the world events, like, it's just like heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak. I'm like, well, what do we do? Because it's something so much bigger than each individual and it can be really disempowering. And so I'll preface what everything else I'm about to say with, yes, we need systemic changes to happen. You know, this isn't something that any one individual can do. This is like, we do need widespread changes, but uh, so much, um, you know, I think it's important for us to always remember to what's in our power and what's not in our power mm -hmm. as an individual and what's also aligned with our purpose. What is our calling? And are we going to answer that calling or are we going to try to fit into what someone else says that we're supposed to be doing? And so that's where intuition comes in. That's where speaking with the earth, with hearing the earth speaking and allowing the, the earth to speak through you comes in because really, if you look at it, we as humans, you know, we've been so conditioned by our cultures, by our societies, by our experiences, our traumas, you know, stuff you'd like to talk about a lot. And um, we have just, we have these aspects of who we are and who we think we are and who we think we're supposed to be. And we play those out day after day, interaction after interaction, thought after thought, feeling after feeling, micro to macro levels, we're just constantly playing out these patterns that were conditioned into us. And I don't think conditioning is wholly bad. I mean, you condition a dog to train it so it can have be safe and sit when you tell it to sit so it doesn't run right. into the road. Like, it's not a bad thing. But I think so much of just how our society is inherently extractionist and all those things I said earlier, you know, these aren't honoring of life. These aren't regenerative. And I know in my heart, that's what I want to see. That's what I want to experience. That's what I want to be. That's what I want to contribute. And what, how this all comes through is, well, you are nature. You are spirit. You are the earth. You are literally the earth. The, the elements live in your body. Like not only 
earth, air, fire, water, but also literal elements of like calcium, phosphorus, magnesium, potassium. Like you literally are the soil. You literally are the sun. You literally are the air. You literally are the water. And so, you know, if we look at ourselves and we just tap into, well, what are the parts of me that are earth? And what are the parts of me that are spirit? What are they saying? And what is the earth around me saying? And what are the spirits and helping spirits around me saying? And these are spoken in a language that's not of words, but can get translated to words, but it's a language of energy. And so that to me is intuition. And that to me is why it's so important to tap into connecting with the earth, connecting with yourself as earth and as spirit. And connecting with others who are doing this too, because we need those reflections and supports as we cultivate this awareness and really make this shift in consciousness as individuals. You know, we're going to come together with others who are riding that same wave and be supported by that because it's not uh, something that is really mm, talked about or brought up in or or taught in our society. So long story short, that's, we are nature, we are spirit. What part of us is nature and spirit and what is it saying was it speaking so when you i love the part about language of energy and that's what intuition is for you when you start feeling your intuition coming in or the earth speaking through you what does it feel like what do you notice <laughs> well it's kind of funny because i i guess in that question it's uh, I think there's a preface of, well, am I grounded and am I clear? <laughs> because if I'm not grounded and clear, I'm probably not going to hear. I'm probably going to be in my head and in my thoughts and in my conditioning, in my trauma and being going a little crazy, you know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I think step one is is attuning yourself. And this is what we teach, you know, in Earthspeak, we have a collective and our collective is a, a place where we meet every week and do practices to get grounded and clear because we have to first attune to those parts of ourselves that are nature and spirit in this way of, of tending our energy of so walk us knowing through an your attunement. energy. An attunement? Yeah, it's pretty what would simple. That be like? Yeah, it's pretty simple. I mean, basically it's creating space and cultivating connection. And so you're creating space um, by with your intention. And you know, you can create a literal space, but really all you need is that intention and that desire to create space. And then Um, what I teach, you know, I'm going to say, this is not the only way, this is just the way I teach and the way that the spirits showed me and asked me to share with others, which was always so annoying because my spirit guides are always like the space is the medicine. I'm like, well, how the heck am I supposed to like, like, how do I even do that for people? (laughs) Like the space. So this is through years of listening to my spirit guides. And then like actually finally deciding to take action on what they said is about grounding. So grounding your energy, clearing your energy understanding energetic protection um, and just connecting with those inner parts of you. So uh, walking you through that, it would look like, basically I have my people, when I guide them through this, I have them close their eyes and first notice their breath because that helps you get out of the hamster wheel of your thoughts, out of chasing your thoughts down those rabbit holes. And you're going to still have the thoughts, but you're not going to attach to them anymore. So if people want to just try it and if you can close your eyes, if it's safe for you, if not, it's okay. If you're driving, be safe. That's always first. But um, if you can just close your eyes and just notice your breath for a second, we'll just take a few seconds and just notice how that feels in your body. 
right? So I don't know about you, for you, Luis, but for me, even within the first breath of me noticing my breath, my whole body relaxes. Like how does it, how do you experience it? Absolutely. The moment I closed my eyes and I was breathing, it just, I noticed how I'm being breathed, you know, a typical sensation. I love that. I just felt like, oh, wow, this is so amazing. I don't have to do anything. And I, I start all, like you said, the thoughts might be there, but the attachment isn't, which is such a big thing to point out. I love that. Exactly. And I think a lot of meditation teachings, that's what they're getting at. But sometimes people think that they have to clear their thoughts from their brain, but like, you're never going to do that. I don't know. Maybe some like Yogi Zen master does. I have no idea. I'm not a Yogi Zen master. (laughs) I know I have like about 5 million thoughts in the span of, you know, the three minutes that we sit there and do it in our collective. So I'm glad glad you said everything. I'm I'm sorry I interrupted you. I'm I'm happy you said that about, um, about, you can't get rid of your thoughts. I, I truly believe that. You know, I think there's, um, sometimes there's a setup with some kind of meditations or, or even just um, new age concepts of spirituality or enlightenment where you're just not supposed to have negative thoughts. Um, they're only supposed to be positive. And of course, that's where Carolyn's work comes in. Oh my God, but, I'm so excited for you to talk with her about that. Yes. Yeah, existential kink. But the, what's so important to me is this, as a somatic therapist is how like the soma, the body, which is the earth, completely agreed, how, how the soma reacts to the attachment of thinking, even when it's a good thought. And so that's so interesting to me because when you said to close your eyes, for a moment, I didn't attach to good or bad thoughts. You know, I heard, oh, this is so nice, come in. I didn't touch that. And I also, I don't, I didn't hear actually a bad thought for some reason, but the good thoughts were coming in, but I still wasn't attaching. And by not attaching, there's such, like when I said being breathed, it was a total clear vessel without trauma response or constriction or dissociation. Like when you say grounded, it was just mm-hmm. soma grounded because there was no attachment. I love that. I love that. I love that. That's it's exactly there's no attachment. I'm like, I want to go in more with that with you and like the, all of that. Um, and I love what you said about not attaching to good or bad thoughts too, because, you know, we, we label these things positive, negative, but it's all just information and sensation. See, and- that's, that's the, that's why I wanted to talk to you, what you just said. Because <laughs> when we talked, <laughs> when we talked before about intuition, either after our last interview or something, I forget, that's what came up about the way you just said that instead of good or bad, let's just see information. Because good or bad is judgment. And to quote you, judgment is the death of intuition, which is such a good quote. I'm going to say it again, <laughs> so everyone can hear it. Judgment is the death of intuition. Judgment pulling something on a duality of polarity, good, bad. Can you tell us about that a little more? Oh my gosh, yes. I will get to, I will put a pin in that because there's a little more to the, the um, creating space and, and being in your body and all that. And I, you know, after attuning, you know, how do we attune? Well, that's the first step is creating that space. Like that exercise literally creates space. It creates even, I like to say like, even like a micrometer of space between you and your thoughts, that non-attachment. And so there's all, I love creating space because it's such a great metaphor on every level. And so then I guide people to, um, put down a root and or an anchor or a cord of energy from the base of their body down through the floor, down into the earth, into the soil. And we go down through all the layers into the center of the earth. And just, it's so wild. It's like, 
I don't even care if it's just placebo because it freaking works. It like just shifts my energy. It shifts, you know, people who have done this, they're like, wow, I feel so different. It's day and night before and after. So we go through a whole thing with that. And I guide them to bringing earth energy up in through their feet, through their legs, through their whole torso and their arms and their head and up and out and around like a fountain and just clearing out their aura. And that is so powerful because we are energetic beings and we weren't taught how to interface with this energy. So we go around um, and just like you know, just like you take a shower maybe in the morning and then you go out in your day and like you do things and you get dirt on you and like uh, someone sneezes on you. I don't know. That sucks in the pandemic, but it's like someone sneezes <laughs> on you, you know, like you get stuff on you and it's like, okay, I'm going to take an, you know, I'm going to wash it off and take a shower. It's like, we need to essentially tend our energy the same way, but we aren't taught that. And so people go around feeling constricted, contracted, tight, heavy, burdened, sad, and all because they're carrying all these little pieces of energy that aren't good or bad, but are just, you know, it's a energy that they've picked up from their day, from their thoughts, their experiences, their interactions, their environment. And they don't know that they can actually do like basically this clearing and this grounding. And um, when you're calling this earth energy up too, it's, it's not that you're separate from the earth, but this earth energy is coming in and helping your conscious awareness shift like a like a radio dial like shift that attunement to your body's awareness of itself as earth it's like this is an energetic pattern and your cells respond to it and mirror it and start to like oh bring that to the forefront of your experience instead of whatever your mind and your trauma and conditioning were um reflecting in your experience so, and then we bring down the divine and it's not separate from you. Again, we call it forward inside, but it's also like this cosmic divine creative life force, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. People call it the universe. You call it love, God, God, I don't care what you call it. So we call that forward in ourselves and allow that to go through our field as well and just light it up, fill in any cracks. And it's just like this, it's like an energy bath, really. I don't think I've ever said it like that, but I, it really is this like beautiful... That. Yeah. And I love it because anyone can do this by themselves at any time. And you can do a mini version of it, or you can do a long version of it. You can do it in two minutes. You can do it in 40 minutes. It's like, oh, and I, I think this is somewhat something that everybody should learn. So that's the very basics of it. You know, there's mods and tweaks and you can take it further, but yeah, that's, um, that's that attunement. And then you're basically calibrated to your own energy, to your own energy as earth, to your own energy as spirit. And from there, you, with your senses and your sensual awareness of, you know, taste, touch, feeling, I can never, I'm always like, what are the sight, sound, taste, smell, touch, feeling. And then there's the sixth senses of intuition that we include as well. Um, your, your inner knowing, your inner sight, inner vision, inner hearing, et cetera. Um, then you're more sensitive to the kind of perturbations in your energy field. And then you can sense like, oh, if you're grounded and clear and you go in a forest, you can sense, oh, I really feel like this energy coming from that direction. And you turn that direction and then you like, oh, wow, there's this fern energy coming towards me. And you like feel that connection of what it feels like to connect intimately and directly with a fern spirit. Like that's the psychedelic aspect of it. And it's, and that fern spirit then 
you know, just by its energy informs your body and your awareness of new ways of consciousness. And I mean, it brings in information too, and, and it can show you different ways of being and feeling and sensing and all, I mean, it just goes on and on from there. So that's just kind of a basic, basic overview. I love that. I, I love that you say psychedelic because I find that, well, to rewind when you were talking about attunement and essentially telling people how you attune, and like you said, there's so many ways, you know, again, that's the word we use in the somatic therapy world. And mm. the way we use it is like the nervous system is attuning to another nervous system, which yeah. is interesting because when you're saying the thing about the energy through the day, like someone's sneezing on you, the nervous system is, and this is like, this is where it depends what you believe. There's two ways of seeing it. It can be, okay, I'm taking on your energy or it could be I'm mimicking your energy, right? Yeah. And so I'm, I'm more on the side of I'm mimicking your energy because I don't believe people can really attack me with mine. I think it's about more like my nervous system, um, but maybe that's just my experience. But if, my, if, my, if I see you on the subway, like I'm a New Yorker, and you look frustrated, and my nervous system attunes to that unconsciously, I'm frustrated now. And it feels like you're attacking me, but my nervous system is attuning to you. So when you said when someone recalibrated, I think you said recalibrated to themselves, that is gorgeous because that's the whole point of somatic therapy. It's like how to live in the world as a sensitive, compassionate person without attuning yourself to everything out there, to yourself first, right? <laughs> Do you want to add anything to that? I love that is such an aha for me because even though I've thought of that, of like, are we really taking on energy or are we just mirroring or mimicking? I hadn't really like <laughs> explored that that much. Um, and I think it's both actually for, because I think there's a lot of weird stuff in the spirit world. I don't know. That's where I don't know. And who does know though? I mean, that's, that's the thing. That's, that's exactly yeah. right. And I get to that place of, well, when you learn attunement, recalibrating mm -hmm. to yourself. So when you learn mm -hmm. self-attunement or like somatic therapy, self-regulation, th we actually get to that place of it doesn't matter because either way I feel it, it's valid. If someone yeah. did it to me or I'm doing it to who cares? I'm, I'm the one living with it, right? But if I can be alone and find myself back to myself and then from there I'm like reverberating with the world, then what, what's more blissful and psychedelic than that? I love that. And you're right. Like, as long as it's not actively, you know, as long as, you you know, like if someone's, I don't know, a crackhead and they're like, but it makes me feel so good. Obviously that's not a healthy good, right? <laughs> healthy, quote, good feeling. So, but, but as long as you're regulating your nervous system and whatever method you use isn't actually like causing further harm to your body or others, then who cares? You know, what's the outcome? What's the result? Does it work for you? That's so important. That's the question. That. Does it work for you? Mm -hmm. So when we're more attuned to ourselves and then we have that almost like more of a quiet in our system. So then, yeah. like you said, we can feel more and you're walking through the forest. And for you, a lot of, and I, I like that your, your, your experiences of intuition and how you teach it and speak it often come through the spirits of animals and earth and plants themselves. Versus someone that thinks intuition is just something in your body, you're also saying you're, it speaks through your body. Can you tell us about that experience for you, what that's like? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, recently, just yesterday, I was tapping into the... So 
Earthspeak is my business and podcasts and everything. And I feel it has its own living spirit. And I was just tapping into communicating with that spirit yesterday. And it was talking about how um, our senses are the gateway. And, you know, they said like the senses are our gift of embodiment. I was like, that's so beautiful. That was gorgeous. Right? So I think, you know, getting out of your mind and into your body is really a sensual experience. And for instance, intuition coming through, it can speak in so many ways because I'm sure everyone's had that feeling of that tightness in their stomach or some, or like a lightness of their body, like their body feels light and expanding. And these are all languages. This is all information. This is all intuition speaking. And, you know, it's a language that we have to learn how to decipher and interpret because there is no dictionary and we aren't really taught it as kids of how to, so, you know, as adults, we have to just pay attention to how does that connect it to our outer experience and our inner experience and kind of, it's like learning a language all of its own. And what does judgment do to that? Like if you're, if you're feeling those sensory shifts, you know, or you're yeah. hearing something that says go left or you're, yeah. you know, what, however it speaks to someone, how does judgment kill that? Like death okay. and intuition. Well, because first of all, judgment is all in the mind. So if you're judging, you're inherently not in your body, you're in your mind. And that's going to immediately just, you know, when you get into that judgment, it just gets into this whole experience of either trying to attach to it or repel it and resistance against it. It's, I find for me, my experience of judgment is always one of that magnet, flipping the magnet. And I like that. That makes sense to me. Right. And then, and we talked about this when you were on the show too, of like intuition, just being this, it doesn't necessarily have this charge to it of like this. I mean, you might be inspired and want to move towards something, but it's different than that clinging, needing to have it. Or you might feel a sense of, oh, that isn't for me, but it's different than that repulsive. Oh, that's like, absolutely not. You know, like there there's, and in the body, you learn to sense that, that that's happening by learning you know, just think of something that you judge and how does it make your body feel simple? You know, when have you felt a time where you clinging or you need, or where you're like pushing away and trying to resist. And I think it all often comes to fight, flight, freeze too. Like it all weaves into those trauma responses and, you know, rooted in our conditioning, in our beliefs, in our experiences. Absolutely. You know, when, when you said that, um, you said that when you sense this isn't for me versus feeling repulsed or hating it, there's such a difference in just the language in there. Like I sense this isn't right. Like if I'm outside laying in the sun and my skin starts to burn, there's this sense move to the shade, right? Right. There's just, it's just like that. Or I tell people like when they're thirsty, there's this, this sense, go grab water. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to consider, am I going to get what you just grab the water. And so when you're saying about trauma responses, trauma responses totally get in the way of that movement because Trauma is about immobility. It's how we get traumatized, that we have the charge and we don't move. So when intuition comes in with that charge you're talking about, charge not being threat, but charge being like inspiration, really, and we don't move it, that's right. That's where we get stuck, right? Let me see. So when, into, 
I mean, I love the way you put it. I guess I haven't, I don't really think of it in terms of like the energy not expressing itself. And that was a, that was actually a really huge aha for when you did the body speak workshop and you were talking about how that's how trauma happens is there's some event. And instead of being able to like, like, you know, your body builds up all this energy to fight or flight or flee. (laughs) Um, instead it just like gets stuck in there. So, you know, I don't really contemplate that as much. So I don't, why don't you tell me more about it? I'm kind of asking you. <laughs> I'm putting it back on you, girl. Talking stick. No, well, I'm, just, I'm okay, curious. Go what, I'm curious what your intuition says, really, or like what, yeah. like what the feeling is when I say that. How how you would say it, or how you experience that, or have it more than is it true? I'm, I'm kind of like, what does it feel like for you? Like riffing off of the idea. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I mean, going back to this whole judgment thing, like when you bring in judgment. Um, you know, imagine your life is like a river, you're flowing down the river and things are just flowing. You're like flowing. Hey friend, Hey opportunity, Hey expression, you know, you're in your flow. And then this thing, you know, you see something, a judgment comes in. It's like immediately that whole river freezes. It stops everything. And then how do you thaw it? How do you melt it? Well, (laughs) get back in your body for one, you know, observe, accept, and see that you've had this judgment because we all have judgments. Same with the thoughts and meditation. Like, I'm still a judgy bitch, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm less of one than I was as like a teenager, but there's still stuff in there, you know? I don't think I'll ever stop. And it's stuff rooted in my conditioning, stuff rooted in my trauma, stuff rooted in my fears. But recognizing, first of all, that the judgment has happened and then that in itself creates space. Yeah. That's huge. And so that's where that body awareness too of that language or that intuitive language comes in because it's like having that body awareness helps you recognize I'm having a judgment. That's how I know I'm having a judgment. It's not because my thought is like, oh, you had a judgment. It's like, no, my body's like repelling or clinging. That's how I know that I had a judgment. That's really nice for everyone to hear, like repelling or clinging. So visceral. So visceral, so visceral. And that's literally how I know I've just had a judgment. If I'm like, and sometimes it, I'm dense and it takes me a little while to, to realize it's happening. You know, I might be like in working and trying to get something done. I'm like, why is just nothing happening? And then I'm like, oh, how's my body feeling? I'm like, oh, okay, what am I judging? Like, what am I needing or clinging to? What am I repelling or resisting against? And then I just interface with that. And there's so many different tools. I mean, somatic therapy offers so many tools for that. I think even if someone just sits down and journals about it, that flow, and I really do feel that flow. It's like, okay, how do you, you know, because the judgment really makes it rigid. It freezes it up. And I think with that fight or flight response, like you're talking about, and then that energy gets stuck in there instead of expressed. Well, how do we kind of start unraveling that and dig deeper and let whatever's beneath there come out. Cause I feel like underneath every judgment is actually just a need that needs to be met. It's just, ten, you know, something in yourself that wants to be tended or expressed or witnessed or acknowledged or loved. Like it's I so totally simple. agree. Whenever I find myself judging someone, I have a rule where I have to do the thing I'm judging them about. Wait, because, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like if I, I'll give you an example. Like I was going through Instagram the other day or something came up in my feed and it was like a guy doing a yoga pose. Okay. And I just immediately, these judgments just flew in and I'm like, 
okay, like you just said, in my belief is when you're jealous, you have judgments, you're projecting something of yourself out or you're seeing yourself somewhere and you want it actually, (laughs) even if you're calling it out, you want it. So I'm like, some part of me must want to post me doing yoga poses, you know? So like, I just, I posted, so I posted a video of me doing crow pose and it just, it was just so, it, it just did what you said when you said about like the river freezing and we'll get back in your body first. What's interesting about, I was talking to a colleague about this two days ago, actually, we went on a hike and we were talking about both do somatic therapy. She's a licensed psychotherapist as well. And we were talking about that mentality and going to the mind is actually a defense mechanism to become disembodied. So when you go to the mind, you lose body. And that's like unconsciously the goal because you don't want to feel all that. And so when I'm judging, I'm going to the mind, I'm leaving whatever's happening in my body, the need like you're talking about, there's an unmet need. But when I have this practice I've developed of, well, I'm going to do whatever it is I'm judging, I go right back to the body, I get the need met and like it's over. So there's no mm. more charge, if that makes sense. Totally. So I, yeah. I love that. That makes To get back into the body when you lose that, just to throw all that in there, that makes a lot of sense to me. Totally. And I think your method is really funny. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to consider that now. Oh my God. How was, how how did it, so after you did the yoga pose and posted it, did you feel like a deeper part of you was witnessed or something? Like what, what was it there? What was happening there? Well, now that that you say that, I'm just, I'm going back to it. What's interesting is it really reminds me of projection, which is a huge part of my work. Oh, yeah. Is like understanding what are we projecting? So in like a split second, if I see a guy doing a a yoga pose, my mind and my childhood with my own body image issues, so much in that nanosecond comes in and says like, he must be happier. He must be healthier. He must be more of a man. Like, Like so quick. And, you know, they're not even my thoughts. They're just like old trauma concepts that are still, like you said, like yours are just in there. Like you're still an angry bitch or a judgy bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still a jealous bitch. So it's like, (laughs) so it's still in there. And so when I do it, I realize this is so boring. Like this isn't even true. Like I am like a beautiful, healthy person. I don't even want to post pictures of my, so it just, it just the idea just goes, it loses all its sensation. That charge is discharged. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. <sighs> I love this. I love. I like want to hear everybody's thoughts on this and experiences on this because I feel Me like too. this is so common, but we don't get to talk about it. And like, we weren't really taught these things. Mm-hmm. These are things that everyone should be taught. Like, this should mm-hmm. be basic fucking knowledge. I know it's so important. Well, I'm curious for you. We have like eight minutes. I'm okay. curious for you about right now. With, yeah. with the wild, if you're okay with talking about the wildfire. Sure, sure, sure. Now, um, you know, we were talking about it a bit before we hit record. Well, you know, what, what is your intuition telling you? What are you feeling from the land or what's coming in for you as you look out and you see an orange sky? You know, it's a, honestly a really, I think, kind of challenging question to answer because it has taken me, you know, it has activated a lot of trauma response for me just from feeling like I don't have a place to root or, you know, it's not safe to be here. And so not even into like (laughs) getting to that intuitive level, still kind of working on the like embodiment around it. It's been really, really intense because we're going into almost a month now of fires. And at one point there was fires right to the East and fires right to the West of me. And it was just smoky and everything was good. Like 
you could see the glow. It was so psychedelic and in a weird way, like apocalyptic. And ah, oh, it's been really tough, actually. And where where are you for everyone listening? What part? So I'm in Santa Clara, California, which is near San Jose. So like about an hour south of San Francisco. And to the west of me are the Santa Cruz Mountains, and to the east of me are the El Diablo Mountains. And I'm pretty sure that's what they're called. And um yeah, they were just all on fire <laughs> because of the lightning. Because this, And this is what's so nuts is like, there was just a, a thunderstorm one night with no rain, but thousands of lightning strikes. And it lit 300 something fires across the state of California. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So that was super triggering. I mean, I was just on like scroll and high alert and just like, do we need to pack up and go? Like, do I want to move immediately out of here because our lease is up? And like, just kind of panic and trauma mode. Well, that, so I really had to course. come out of that. Yeah. Well, it makes so much sense because we're talking about the body being the earth. Okay? Yeah. So if lightning strikes the earth, the animals are going to run. Yeah. Right? Like the, the bugs fire, are the animals run. are going to run. Yeah. yeah. So there's this animal body that says flight response, like total healthy response to a crisis right and then yet like the mind and because we're in a society so you're in a city you're not in the middle of the, the woods in like a little cabin or something so you're you're able to have these things that then come in from the mind and say wait it out or your community's still here or it's safe or they're you know whatever it is so that's where that like flight freeze thing happens yeah so i'm curious within that as you were saying you have to get more embodied so you can be intuitive now I'm curious right now in this moment, if you notice you're really safe in the room mm-hmm. in, the, in this moment, I'm just curious, what, what does your heart speak about the fires? Like what message, if you get one, I don't mean yeah, to put you I on got the spot. One. Okay, I got one. Go. It's really, I mean, talk about like the alchemy and, and purifying gold. I feel like it's really creating a, a, an environment where, Uh, we get to really consider what deeply matters to us, what truly matters to us. And it's so purifying in that effect. You know, it's devastating that this wildlife and the land and the people are all affected and impacted by the fires, but it's truly a purifying effect and clarifying of like, okay, what matters? Even down to the level of like evacuation, what matters? What do you take with you of your stuff? but then in your values and like, well, what matters to you in your life? And are you living aligned with that? And if not, what changes do you want to make? So that's the deeper message that I've been getting and really feeling it, really feeling it. That's, that's beautiful, Natalie. I mean, I I want to actually end on that because it's really wise. A lot of people are, a lot of people, a lot of us in the East coast are watching some people aren't even sleeping, you know, because their, their somatic empathy is on high alert yep. as they're watching and they're, they're, they're thinking of you all. Yeah. So to hear that is something we should all sit with and just feel and consider and, or maybe could sit with, not should, but it's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's really beautiful. And I agree with you. I agree with you. I think when the earth speaks, so it's like everyone was reposting that Martin Luther King quote during the riots of uh, riot being the language of the unheard. Yeah. And like a wildfire is yeah. like, you know, the language of the unheard earth possibly. Oh, I and love so that. And so it's speaking loudly. And it's like, what, 
if you're going to get something from it, that's actually in response. In response, it's like a respectful way to do it versus just ignore what's happening. Ignore or condemn yes, or anything. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. really, really thank you for your time and, and inspiring so much in me and everyone listening and for EarthSpeak and for totally. starting my podcast and for me. <laughs> I'm grateful. Thank you. I could talk to you for hours. So this is super fun. Well, thank, <laughs> thank you, you. My friend. To follow Natalie's work, you can visit her on Instagram, Facebook, or through any of your podcast apps just by searching for EarthSpeak. If you want to visit the website and become part of the collective, visit www.earthspeak.love. If you're finding yourself more interested in integrating the work that I do into your life, consider joining my four-week online course. It begins on Sunday, October 18th, and we meet twice a week for four weeks. Our bodies speak in sensations. When we learn how to listen and respond to these sensations, we begin creating a dialogue with our bodies, a way to hear them. And through that witnessing, we release stress and trauma. My course will teach you how nutrition and embodiment are key practices to living a happy life. You will learn many different techniques and philosophies which you can incorporate into your own daily practice. We meet every Sunday for a 90-minute lecture and exercise, and every Wednesday for a 30-minute check-in where I will answer any questions you might have so that we can deepen your understanding of this work. If you're unable to attend live, you'll get a recording emailed to you. To register and pay for the course, please visit my website, www.holisticlifenavigation.com. So as always, before you go, take a breath. Feel your body, notice your emotions, and take that awareness into your life. I want to thank you for sharing this space with me. For more information on my work or any events that I might be hosting, please visit holisticlifenavigation.com. And you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Holistic Life Navigation. Did you know your food cravings are actually a doorway to your subconscious? They are. We tend to see cravings as something bad or something we just give in to mindlessly. But when you embody your cravings, you're able to notice they're just blossoming from a certain place that has a certain need and needs your attention. Join me on Wednesday, May 29th, as I unpack this in a new webinar called Cravings Destigmatized. In this webinar, I'll help you learn the difference between a nutritional craving and an emotional craving, as well as how do we use cravings to get in touch with our unmet needs and any of our unconscious, unprocessed emotional experiences. It begins at 4 p.m. Eastern, and everyone who registers will get a replay. You can find the link in the episode details, and you can also go to www.holisticlifenavigation.com and click on events, and the information is right there. Hope to see you there.